Aloha, and uh, welcome to, this is show number 19. This is our interview with uh, Dr. Jim Buddy. Uh, it was a little bit more challenging because Jim uh, just is recovering from uh, hip surgery, so a hip replacement. So I went ahead and went to his house. We social distance. I wore a mask and everything, but uh, the remote challenge is that I'm recording on my phone, so I kind of ran out of space uh, during the first part, but then we went back and finished our interview. Jim's an amazing guy, uh, Western States finisher, uh, Hurt, he's helped out at Hurt as the medical director, and uh, please enjoy. So aloha, we are here today with Dr. Jim Buddy. Hey Jim, how are you today? I'm doing pretty well, thank you. Considering that you have uh, you've had some recent uh, surgeries, huh? Oh yeah, I had my right hip replaced about ten days ago, and after lots of wear and tear, so it was time. And um, you had it done over in Oahu, right? I did not. I had it North Hawaii. The guys from Queens come over, and it was nicely done up there in one day, and in and out. Wow, I, I thought you were going to go over. Oh, wow, okay. It's very convenient. Oh, that's not that's not too bad at all. Shoot. I thought you, you had some long journey. And, you know, no. Very easy to get the rehab at home. And and, and you've also had uh, something about your eye? Oh, time? I had a cataract. Place. That was no biggie. That was... The, it's settings good. I mean, free time. I might as well get things done and need to <laughs> Well, it's funny how that's happened with a lot of people. The guys turn out real well, and the hips getting there too. So. Oh yeah. Uh, hopefully, you're on good medication right now. I don't have any medication. I don't take any, but uh, so, uh, some blood thinner or something to stop clots. But um, yeah, looking forward to an appointment tomorrow because hopefully the doctor will say you can get back in the water. And uh, rumor has it that you swim. I swim a lot. <laughs> well, let's, let's talk about, you know, I want to talk about, I usually do past, present, future. Mm -hmm. So where were you born, raised, and where'd you grow up? I was raised in the Bay Area and went through college and med school there and came over for internship and so I've been here 50 years. Oh, well, uh, so where did you go to like high school? And stuff? I went, it's in Concord, California. It's um, Met at the Apple High School. Went to got out of Stanford and then went to the University of California, San Francisco. You are. This is the second Stanford graduate in a row. Good. Because uh, I interviewed Sally Merrick, mm -hmm. and I didn't realize that her and Keith both went to Stanford. I had no idea. You know, I had no idea you went to Stanford. Uh, back when it was easier to get into. I think. <laughs> oh, I'm sure not. A lot easier. So I can I can say the tree then, and you know what I'm talking about. Sure. <laughs> So when you got out of, uh, did you, you went for a medical degree and stuff? I got a medical degree, came over to Queens for my internship and was about a week into a residency there and had to go into the military. It was either join the Navy and stay here or who knows what would happen with the Army or others. So I joined the Navy, was stationed at Pearl Harbor. Uh, medical officer there and I also played basketball for the Navy basketball team. The the Navy basketball team. 
it was called Subpack. And oh, okay. Competed yeah. in the Rainbow Classic back then, and we won a couple of Navy championships and won all military championship in those couple of years I was at. See, I had no idea that you were Pearl in the Harbor. Navy, and so thank you for your service. Oh yeah. Yeah, well, certainly. I was a reluctant <laughs> member of the military. I fit in better now than I did then. Well, uh, so not to date you, but you also had a birthday here, and you're 75 year mm -hmm. years old now. So that would have been back in the 60s, early year? 70s, yeah. early 70s and stuff. Yeah, back when I was getting arrested for protesting and uh, all yeah. that other good stuff that I did. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so when you got, uh, got out of the Navy and stuff, well, did you have plans or did, you know, it just things just kind of fall into place? Things hey, I of, like Hawaii. Things kind of fell in place. While I was in the Navy, I was doing side jobs as a doctor in the state hospital and a couple of the emergency rooms. And it kind of evolved into a career as emergency medicine. So yeah. I've okay. done 42 years of emergency medicine before I, all in Hawaii. And uh, you're, you're a medical uh, a GP or uh, are you I'm an emergency physician, but um, when I started being an emergency physician, it wasn't a specialty with certification and all. So I had sort of on-the-job training <laughs> before they had residencies. Now they have residencies. So oh, okay. Yeah. I'm certified by passing exams and by uh, work experience, et cetera. So. Yeah, I know uh, you and I both have some Ironman experience in our backgrounds, and uh, the number one thing they look for in medical people is I don't want a general practitioner. I want somebody who's had emergency, is an emergency technician or physician and stuff. Mm -hmm. And so uh, you're starting to practice then in Hawaii, and you're still in Honolulu, yeah? I did 15 years in Oahu and in the last 30 five or whatever number of years <laughs> on this island exclusively now when you were over in hawaii i would guess although it was funny i asked sally the same question did you do you did honolulu marathon at the time that was one of the first running i did some lesser runs and then i did honolulu marathon and uh, was that your first marathon honolulu honolulu um, i don't think so i think i did the san francisco marathon before that Maybe uh, run, uh, run of the giant trees, or run for the giant, or whatever. She, yeah, she. <laughs> in fact, she she had mentioned that to me too. She did that one because you know going to Stanford and stuff and, yeah. and starting running and stuff. Did you say the same thing that a lot of people say when they finish their first marathon? I'm never going to do this again. I don't even recall, but I don't think so because they all came fast and furious after a while. Getting into a new community and enjoying the experience of training with people and doing different events, different sports, and different races. Was the was the Tin Man Triathlon happening back in those days? Yes, I recall one that I did when I turned forty, and I think I won that age group, and was really proud of that. So, yeah, that would have been eighty-five. So, yeah, it was going there. You mean there were actually triathlons back in the 80s? No. Yeah. Just teasing. Yeah. Yeah, one, I'm sure there were others. Yeah, I, there were a number of others on Kauai and Molokai. Getting... And uh, so you were, uh, uh, you can remember like I can how it was to bike back in the day back in Oahu. It was nice. 
Mm -hmm. I mean, being on the streets, you know, the traffic stayed out of your way. Uh, public transportation pretty much just left you alone. It wasn't as crowded. The rush hours were only twice a day yeah. at that and stuff. When you were riding bike uh, on Oahu, did you ever do uh, the Dick Evans? I did not. Oh, okay. That's the cycle race that goes around the island. Yeah. Did you ever do the Honolulu Advertiser uh, 100? The Century Ride. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Century Ride. ride. Yeah. 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 And the, there were good roads. One of our favorite was the North Shore, which road I wouldn't go on these days. <laughs> yeah. Or Kailua around Sandy Beach through Honolulu and back through the Poly, which again I wouldn't do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They used to have a metric century ride too that I can't remember the name of it. Um, but yeah, it kind of went out past Sandy uh, and then came back. And it was it was another nice ride and stuff. Mm -hmm. So you were doing, and you're swimming. Was swimming a you know a thing in college that you did too at Stanford? Or? No, that was a serious theme they had there with Olympians. <laughs> and I walked on one day and walked off. <laughs> it was a short-lived attempt, but um, no, I just swam and swam a lot and gradually got. Not better, but the people in my age group started peeling off, and so I started moving up the ladder a little bit. So. Yeah, it's something we can always count on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, did you surf when you were in California? I did a little bit as a kid, but it's not something that stuck with me. No, okay. Too much skateboard? Any of the other, uh, other California habits? I don't think they had skateboards back in no, yeah, probably the 60s. not. Um, yeah. No. I can't. I can't remember. First time I ran across a skateboard was probably in the surfing early eighties. Surfing involved long trip to Santa Cruz and sitting in the water and being cold and waiting for something to happen. So I never got into it much. Yeah, not like we have here. Fortunately, you know, fortunately for us. So you are known as one of the best, if not the best, swimmers on the island. Certainly not just for your age group, but everything. And uh, I'm going to skip ahead a little bit. You are part of the uh, bunch of old guys that get together over at HPA, right? Well, we've been getting together a lot at Mauna Kea or Hapuna during the you know, epidemic, but the pool's recently open. So, yeah, we've been doing that for many, many years. Uh, and that's it to uh, our listeners and viewers and stuff. These, these are guys that are... No spring chickens, mostly, right. but usually come out in the top 20 of any race, 20 overall and stuff, and are very competitive people. So when you're over in Oahu and you're, you're biking and you're swimming a little bit, I would guess, you know, doing some yes. swims and everything, doing a Tin Man occasionally, did Honolulu yes. Marathon, and then you started to branch out and you started to, when's the first time you can remember doing an ultra? First one they had was 19. Oh, I did an Ultraman, which is a long triathlon. Yeah, so you did one that. The Ultraman is actually on this island right yes. here, on the big island. When did you do? Was that? Uh, I can't remember when the first one started. Started in eight, 1983. 83, so yeah. That was a big year for me because I did a marathon. Honolulu. I did um, Ultraman and the Ironman all that year. So that's your first Ironman, too? Yes, there's only one more other that was in New Zealand. Oh, okay. So you did Ultraman, Ironman, and Honolulu all within 12 months. Yes. 
were you uh, diagnosed with any disease <laughs> at the time? <laughs> My psychiatrist not answer that. What, what what prompted you to do like Ultraman? Because Ultraman is, uh, if people don't know, first day biking is like ninety six miles, ninety four miles. Second day biking was like one hundred and thirty, and the last day of the three day race is a double marathon, fifty two miles. So and, and you forgot the six miles from the start. Well, see, that's the easy part. <laughs> <laughs> what did I don't know? I was by then in a group of friends who were doing lesser events, shorter events, and whenever somebody popped up with an idea that they had heard of, they said, I heard of this race, let's go do it. And one of my good friends booked me into it and we did it. <laughs> was there alcohol involved during this discussion? <laughs> no, there was probably plenty afterwards, but no. And now Iron Man, uh, back in the day, as you know, and I own them, it was easier to get in. Oh, yeah. You know, back then. It was kind of like, have you done a marathon before? Yeah, well, yeah. Okay, okay, you're in. Give us your money. I don't know if they filled a quota or if it was lottery or I had no problem getting in the first time I tried. Yeah, back then I don't think it was a lottery and stuff. Oh, and as a footnote, um, yesterday, or, yeah, oh, yeah, yesterday Iron Man was indeed canceled. This was the Iron Man that was usually happens in October here and was delayed till February. And now they've just kind of scrapped the plans in February and just said, okay, we're just going to reboot and yeah. start again. I don't know. I honestly don't know. I haven't checked to see if Honu has been canceled, which is supposed to happen in November. I haven't heard official yeah. report among the swims. I haven't heard officially about the King swims out. Oh, yeah, that was out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Pukio. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or double Waikiki. That's the only remnants so far. Yeah, and um, I just got the word that the uh, Pu'uva'a run uh, from oh, Elliot. Run he took, for the dry forest. Run, run for the dry forest, which last year you beat me. <laughs> or was it the year before? I can't remember. I think it was the year before. Eh, it could have been last year and stuff. And they almost left out our age group. I think it was two years ago. They, 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 they decided that we weren't going to get anything, which was okay because we don't do it for that anyway. But yeah, uh, Iron Man's been canceled, and then uh, Honu might be happening, uh, although I suspect it probably will not. No. You know, it I make... hoped it was, because I'd like to have done it and win something, including an entry to the Worlds, which were in New Zealand. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's if, right. Yeah, yeah. They, they were to go ahead, because five years ago, I, I won my age group at Honu and got to go to Austria. To compete oh okay in the world's there so i didn't know that, that was good fun. have you done any other i i what's your marathon career look like i mean have you done like uh 50 marathons 100 marathons do you even remember 50 plus I don't know. yeah yeah that's when people ask me i go i don't know i stopped counting at about 150 or 200 50 yeah. do you remember is there one marathon that kind of sticks out for you as either good or bad uh, some that I loved include Avenue of the Giants in Northern California, Big Sur. Uh, That's a beautiful one, yeah. One of the toughest ones I ever did was Pikes Peak. Oh, you've done Pikes Peak? Oh, yeah, that one sucks. And the turnaround is at 14,000 feet, and that's probably the sickest I've ever been at the top there. My friend said it was looking pretty green, and uh, it was also very, very slow. 
one of the toughest ones. Yeah. And it's that that one's running in July or August, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah, because I used to I did the Salt Lake City Marathon one year and then tried to do Pikes Peak the next year, kind of thing. You know, once again the stupidity of youth. Yeah, again that's something some running cohort friend says let's go do something and we have a road trip and you know, we're not there to compete or get in shape but just for the experience of have you ever done Kauai marathon no Kauai is really good really uh, it's hard it's the hardest of the island marathons I think but now a couple of times yeah yeah you, you did the Maui that's in September though usually the one that's been going for 40 years or something one from Kahului to yeah. Um, yeah, because the other one goes from Kihei into um, Lahaina, and that one's in January. Oh, stuff. Yeah. No, I didn't do that one. I did a, a shorter version of that of that weekend. So. And then, uh, so you get you guys are your but you and your buddies are doing marathons and doing swim events. Yeah. And then you did Ultraman, and that's the. How many times did you do Ultraman? The first seven years they had it. Oh, jeez. And it used to run uh, New Year's weekend. Oh, yeah. And then they switched to Thanksgiving weekend, and I was finding that I was doing these medical missions to places, and there's conflict, so I gave up the Ultraman. Yeah, and uh, shout out to Jane Bacchus, certainly. Oh, yeah. Back for uh, Ultra Mama. We're starting it out. And uh, to, uh, Cheryl Cobb and everybody else who helps with the, that race now. It's it, wonderful. It's a really great race because it is kind of, it is Ohana. You know, it's Aloha Kukua Ohana. And uh, it, you can't beat that race. Compared to like Ironman, the times that you did Ironman, it was probably. Well, I say there were maybe 900 people back then. Yeah, yeah. yeah 1,200 is kind of what I remember and stuff. Uh, did you win age groups when you were doing Ironman? Oh, no. <laughs> you said that very quickly. Oh, no. That was pretty serious competition. As I got older, I started moving up to sometimes to the podium in various events, but not that one. So what, if you were to compare and... and did you you did Ironman? Did you do any triathlons on the mainland and stuff? Any Ironman distance or? Back then there really weren't that many. There were a few. No, I didn't do very many triathlons on the mainland. Just and the one in New Zealand, the Ironman there. Just, How'd you like that one? New Zealand, I think, is a great it country. Was a wonderful event, really. Yeah, a lot of support there. I love the country. Did you swim faster in New Zealand because there's maybe more sharks down there? Or because it's colder? <laughs> maybe. Then we had another road trip to New Zealand for the, again, the first event of coast to coast, which was uh, from the west coast of the South Island to the east coast. So you I'm trying to slip it there. So west coast of the South Island to the east coast. Oh, okay. The same island of the South Island. Oh, okay. Ends up in Christchurch and involved biking, kayaking, a second day of uh, kayaking and biking. Oh, and then an 18 mile trail run. So. <laughs> well, speaking of trail runs, oh, rumor, yeah. rumor has it you've done a few trail runs in your, in your time. Did you, so what's the first year you did the Hurt? I've never done the whole Hurt. I'm part of Hurt team, which is. Hawaii Ultra Running Team, 
good friends with John and PJ who started the whole thing. In fact, first time I ever met John Salmonson, who started Hurt, was running up the hill on Maui to run to the sun. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we ended up running the switchbacks together and introduced ourselves and started talking story and, and ended up being great friends. So once he figured out he was in the same age group, as, or I was in the same age group as him, he started speeding up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, good friends. Yeah, yeah. Notice how that happens. So that was an ultra, but not a trail run. So... Um, yeah, the run to the sun. They uh, were trying to bring it back last year, mm -hmm. and they had permits, but they couldn't get the final permitting to do yeah. it. Instead, that was going to be expensive too for the permits. The oh, was it? The was going to stick it to them for the permit. Oh, yeah, yeah. Some people wanted to kind of do it um, unofficially, kind of thing, but that I think that kind of fell through. I mean, it's not very. You know, half of me goes, that's very Aloha. Half of me goes, that's not very Aloha, you know, to do stuff like that. You don't want to ever get any of the organizations in, in trouble, you know, by doing, you know, runs and stuff. Like, let's just get together and do Ironman in October kind of thing. And uh, so you had Ultraman under your belt. You've had uh, helped out at Western States. Have you been uh, officially the medical director or just helped out medical with uh, Western State or not Western States, Kurt. excuse me, with her? Her. Yes, I've been the medical director, though it doesn't involve much activity. They need a doctor's name. And they <laughs> have a lot of uh, medical people, not doctors from Tripler, who come over and help out podiatry, uh, podiatry techs. And Why would they need a podiatry tech at that rate? In case people don't know, the hurt is probably the toughest uh, 100-miler that's out there yeah. I mean, as far as the trails and everything. Last year, well, I did, I did one version where they did the 100K rather than 100-mile option. I was pacing an older guy and ended up doing the 100K instead of the 100-mile. Oh, so you did the, ended up doing the whole race even though you were a pacer? For 100K. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 60, only 62 miles. Yeah. And so you got suckered in. Now, how, what, what was the conversation to get you suckered into Western states? Because you've well, done Western States, right? If you knew my friend John, he's a great salesman. And <laughs> he's selling me on the wonders of trail running, which I got into and started training up in the hills of Honolulu and joined the company. And, and he had it all mapped out, the strategy, the training. And yeah, I bought into it. <laughs> well, that, uh, what year was the first time you did Western States? Oh. You can you can look at your notes. It's okay. <laughs> and in case people don't know what Western States is, uh, you can look it up online. Eighty-eight. Oh wow! Nineteen eighty-eight was my first one, and again, that was not so hard to get into as it is now, where it's a lottery that you might sit ten years through, if that, and still not get into it. You know, you cancel. And they canceled Western States this year, and I guess they're still waiting on next year to see if they're going to do Western States and stuff. What was your first Western States experience like? Was that the first time you'd run 100? That was my first 100, yeah. Oh, uh, it was successful. It was um, a bronze buckle, which is, means it's under 30 hours, but not a silver buckle, which is under 24 hours. 
and it went real good for about 62 miles and my feet started swelling and the rest of the way was kind of a shuffle and my friend John kept me company the whole rest of the way and we cleared it with an hour to spare. Yeah, that's still that's that's incredible. But our our your friend and mine too, Gary Wang. Gary has got the ten year silver buckle, I yeah. think, because he's always finished like in twenty four hours and stuff. And he paces and he does. And that's another community that I found is in the past certainly has been very uh, friendly and Ohana kind of community where there's a lot of trail work that needs to be done. Oh yeah, can get in and do some work. Get, you can get in, do some work, and you might get into the race too. You know, yeah. Back in the day, that, that now it's part of the requirement to be in the race. You have to put in a certain number of volunteer hours. And so, uh, not learning from that uh, race, you did it mo more times. Yeah, and the next time was a silver buckle, so I oh. improved. So, how many times you've done Western? Two and two thirds. <clears throat> the third one was a planned exit at 66 miles because the following week was another 100 which was the Vermont 100 which was a road trip and about half of us half a dozen of us were in it and we did the 100 mile run and then we got John and PJ married off and I was the best man oh oh sweet yeah but, uh, uh, just Justin Young uh, did uh, Vermont 100, uh, friend over in or, or on Hilo side. He did it. Uh, that's a race that's, uh, again, uh, you run with cows, right? <laughs> cows are, <laughs> it's beautiful. If you get off course, you're more likely to run with cows, but you run through covered bridges and through streams and um, dirt roads and trail. Was it hot? I'm uh, guessing it, that race has been yeah, known for being was. hot. It was, yeah. but it was not as steep and rugged as. So this was within, within what, three months that you did both Vermont and Western, but you pulled out at Western. One week. Oh, one week. Yeah, Jesus Christ. That's why I pulled out at Western. So Just this weekend we're going to do Vermont, and then next weekend we're going to do Western. The other way around. So I oh, okay. save something for Vermont. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. And people argued with me, you can't drop out, you can't drop out. I did. <laughs> it, it's it's funny how as you get uh, wiser, I won't say older, that you end to uh, be better in responding to what your body is actually telling you, as opposed to what your friends are telling you. Yeah, yeah. Well, I and probably most of my friends aren't in it to compete seriously at the top, and so the interaction is what's important. Well, you guys were, uh, now that I hear, I didn't realize you had this whole band yeah. of uh, gypsies going around. Uh, the, the latest group of people was, uh, what do they call them, the Coconino Cowboys, were Jim Wamsley and a few other people, I think uh, uh, Joshua Stevens and, and other people that I know, you know, could be, a, you know, the interwebs. And stuff they they did this the last few years where they've kind of gotten together competed with each other uh -huh. as opposed to you know hey we want to go out and win the race certainly they want to yeah. win the race but it's kind of like this is this is what we do yeah. so and, and you guys are doing this in the 70s 80s 80s yeah up into the 90s did you guys get, get... Uh, we had some good road trips we did um, a run across washington which the lewis and clark trail was uh, hundredth year or the centennial of the state and so they had to run across 
Washington, a multi-day stage race with stopping at little towns each day for a week and having celebration at the town. <laughs> Great fun. So run uh, like 40, 50 miles a day or sometimes less, depends. It was meant to be a 10-man team, so we did it with five, so we had probably five, 100 miles each total. That's not too bad. That's not bad at all. That's interesting places to stay at night, so it was good. I would say that's back in the day when hotel rooms were fairly inexpensive. And oh, stuff yeah. Too. yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, as you guys were traveling around, uh, you were still on Oahu, right? Or you're still here? Or you were on Oahu then? I think I was on Oahu still, till about uh, 85. So, yeah, I may have been back here by then. Oh, okay. But, I mean, you were all, I would guess that most of you were either single or freshly married or didn't have the kids floating around to, uh, to uh, help you or, or kids to deal with. No kids in my case. I was a partner now wife that was with me in some of the trips and otherwise here supporting. <laughs> oh, uh, Madeline was back then doing that stuff? Uh, she'd take part in some of the stuff, but not the travels usually. Oh, okay. Yeah, she's an excellent runner, too. Yeah. She is a very good runner. Yeah, part of my motivation, I don't know if it was part of your motivation, I, I, I chase women who are faster than oh. me, <laughs> which there are a lot of our friends, mostly. Yeah. That's good. So when you were uh, traveling and stuff, uh, it was because you could you had a certain amount of flexibility because of your practice. You yeah. know? So you had a couple of weeks off that you could go. Well, my job was... As an emergency doctor, I didn't have an office to take care of her employees, so I could work shifts and bundle them together and then take time off and rarely had to change plans. There was one race, the 100 Angeles Crest 100 miler, where I was Ooh. at the start line and because there was no backup, I was called away to come back and work. So. I risked that nothing bad was going to happen to my partners, but they, something did, and so I had to come back and I missed that race. But um, Oh, that's a tough one, too. I but yeah, I had free time, and maybe I was a bit selfish to do all these things, but I did them. Well, I don't know. You know, that's something I ask myself nowadays, especially now with COVID happening. Yeah. I see people sticking their butts out in areas that, you know, we don't want you to have to use up emergency services now. They got enough on their hands to, to deal with. Right. And I, I kind of, I, I stick mostly to where I run, which is like 15 minutes away from where I can go. And I think it's great that people can still get out. Certainly here we're, we're blessed, but I oh, see yeah. some of the stuff that people are doing on the mainland and it just blows me away that, you know, well, I hope you get out of it. You know, I hope, sure. I hope you don't uh, stress the community, you know, anymore that needs to be stressed. But back then, it, I think the attitude back then, because I was, have you ever uh, been to Moab in that area and stuff in Utah? Not as a runner, but passed through a couple of times. Well, I ran Grand Canyon once, but um, I guess that's close. Oh, so it was one state over. rim to rim to rim? Rim to rim. Rim to rim. Oh, okay, still, still good back in the day. I just saw that the gov the government, uh, passed some additional funding finally to improve the uh, water system down at the bottom of the canyon there because it's like 40 years old and yeah. 
Probably. You know, needs, needs a little bit. A lot of, of leaks, yeah. Yeah, needs a little bit of repair. But yeah, I, I used to hang out in Canyonlands and do stupid things when I was young, oh, yeah. you know, like, and solo a lot. Right. Do, it sounds like you've been running mostly in a group. Did you did you ever do any solo stuff or is this you getting out just for stress reduction or for whatever purpose? Oh, yeah, but um, I was more comfortable probably with running with people. But if I needed to put in some time and to feel good and get some fitness, then I'd do it by myself. But no single adventure runs, no. Okay, you didn't have the, uh, you didn't want to, uh, I'm trying to think, to, uh, climb Denali by yourself, you know, unsupported, and no. stuff like that. I don't need that. Yeah, yeah exactly. And uh, when you guys were out uh, doing your runs and doing these, these little adventures and stuff, uh, I would guess that you were probably interacting a lot with the local community. Oh, sure. You know, and then kind of experiencing. I know I always enjoyed that when I was traveling and doing races. It was like I wanted to, you know, I wanted to be part of the community for however long it took. Well, the Lewis and Clark experience was good for meeting Washingtonians, <laughs> still Americans. The other great one we had was a trip to Russia to run. Oh, wow. It was an event put together by the sports authority in Pravda in Russia and people came to run 10 marathons in 10 days in this, it was called the Golden Circle Marathon, Ultra Marathon because it was a famous area where there was a church city about every marathon distance apart. So uh, a few Canadians and some mainlanders and three of us from Hawaii and about 50 Russians did this day to day to day wow so, i never heard of that never heard of that may have not happened a second time <laughs> it's funny how that happens yeah. yeah did you were you guys on the uh trains and stuff to get around uh we were running from one place to another uh never used trains but might have been a little up. Okay, we're back here with Jim. We moved him to a new position and because of a technical difficulty, I stopped recording. Okay. And actually with this, you can see me in the window here. I have my yeah. mask on and everything. And we're still talking about uh, the race across, the, what was the Russian race called? Uh, the Golden Circle, because it went in an arc from all these towns that were often had a lot of gold in their churches, in the famous churches. And it was 10 marathons, 10 days. It was. Jeez, oh, let me move this a little bit closer because I know the sound. That's perfect. Um, and you looked, you had to look up the guy who helped organize that from the American side. From the American side, Joe Oaks was the poncho that um, pulled us all together from a few states. There were three from Hawaii, and he's well known among craziness among ultra <laughs> events like going around the world with sailing, biking, running, nothing with engines. Oh, oh, that's that's very cool. And he did the first circumnavigation. He did. He started Escape from Alcatraz Triathlon and done many runs and swims, but he was our companion and guru on this oh, wow. Russia trip. Is he like old like us? He's even more old. He's pushing mid eighties, I think. Oh wow. And but uh, he's active still. Did you, did he ever get into why he started Escape from Alcatraz? Just something to do. He lived in San Francisco at the time and was hooked on Alcatraz. And reportedly, he has a the Alcatraz 
Swim Manual is a book that he wrote and it's available somewhere. And he reportedly had 25 to 30,000 people that he helped entry into uh, swimming from Alcatraz, being their companion or guide and over the years. And like, have you done that race? I have. And uh, if I remember correctly, the water isn't the best. <laughs> you don't see very far in it and it's pretty chilly, yeah. Have you, did you ever see any big critters? No, but a week after I did it, there was a viral video of a shark jumping out of the water with a seal in its mouth right off of the, uh, right by a tourist boat, right off of uh, Alcatraz. So. Yeah, we, we, <laughs> we staged it for the tourist, uh, yeah, a photo opportunity. Well, unfortunately too, I guess this last uh, couple, a couple days ago, there was a uh, great white attack in Maine, which yes. is pretty rare. Yes, very rare. And fatality, unfortunately too. And uh, we've had a few videos that I've seen. Well, no, the videos are actually from Florida, but there's been a few cases of, uh, at Hapuna, there was a tiger that was coming in pretty close right. is what I heard. Yes, there he is. They're out there somewhere. That's that's where they live. Have you ever seen any while you're swimming? I ha to not be honest, tigers. I never have. I've seen sharks, but not tigers. Oh, okay. Thankfully, I think. I was thrilled when I went on one of my first dives. Uh, I don't know if you knew Larry Leadham. Uh, mm -hmm. And uh, Larry got me certified and stuff, and I went down, and I got to see a um, barracuda. Nice. Yeah, you know, which is like, oh, that's cool. I'm just as scary as sharks, probably. <laughs> well, I was too dumb to be scared. <laughs> so uh, now on the, the the Russian race again, you were ten marathons, ten days, going from church to church. Well, city to city, most of them had a prominent church. So each time we reached the next city, they'd have a celebration, and the mayor and the sports club or Kiwamas club or different groups to host us and feed us and entertain us. And uh, it, it was a combination of uh, Joe Oaks organizing it from this end, let's say, and uh, the Sports Authority, the Russian Sports Authority. Russian Sports Authority and Pravda and whoever represented France and Canada and Germany, they were also there. Wow, so it was, you know, multi few of each, yeah. How many total people would you guess it was, maybe? 70 or 80. Oh, wow. So okay. Half of them were Russians and the rest spread out. And I forgot to ask you too, what time of the year was it? Oh, I can't remember. It was probably... Was it cold or was it warm? It was warm. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. It was very warm. Not inseparable. I think they had a lot of mosquitoes uh, in a couple of places. So it must have been middle of summer. Yeah. Uh, well, then, yeah. Uh, I went to school in Minnesota, so I know all about that. Sure. You know, and... Um, and uh, the uh, uh, did, did you ever do the there was a marathon still is a marathon in France where it's run in the vineyards? Did you ever do that? I one? have not. Sounds tempting. Yeah, a few of us been talking about it for a few years. You know, I don't know if travel is going to be happening anytime soon. You know, for put it on the bucket list. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like it was fun. I think um, old Liz, uh, who's done Ultraman, she was she had kind of talked about it, and then uh, Cheryl Cobb and few of us and kind of gone yeah back in our silly days so what other silly adventures did you have outside the mainland let's say uh, it's a good swim trip a boys trip on a sailboat to the Caribbean for a swim race I don't know if I mentioned that already but that was good um, so did you spend like the whole week on the on the boat and uh, do the race as part of just cruising around 
Yeah, we cruised around and enjoyed being on the boat and had a three-mile swim race and then also an unofficial country-to-country -country swim from the U.S. Virgin Island to the British Virgin Island. Did you have to show your passport or anything? We didn't go ashore. <laughs> <laughs> we would have had to throw something, so we didn't do that. I just saw that uh, uh, a few people from Oahu just did an inter-island swim. Uh, I don't know if you know uh, uh, the Leong family, you know, Bonnie and her husband. I don't. Ryan Leong. Oh, uh, I know Ryan, yeah. Yeah, Ryan, just, they just did, they jumped on a boat and went to, I forget which island they went to, Molokai maybe, and swam. Yeah, I think it was Stefan, maybe? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. But yeah, they, they went out there and then, you know, good, 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 uh, good swim, I guess, no problems or anything. Do you find... You know, you're an excellent swimmer. You're one of the best swimmers that I know, certainly, and I know I know a lot of swimmers. But do you find you'd rather swim in colder water, maybe a little bit cooler in here, or, or do you, get, you know, it's, uh, when the water's too warm, uh, does that bug you? I haven't got much experience with too warm. This is just about right, and 80-ish, and if it if I happen to be in the pool and it's 76, I can really tell the difference in I don't have much insulation, so I don't do real well in cold water. Yeah, uh, have you ever, have you done like Boulder uh, Ironman or anything like that? I'm not. I swam in some lakes in Cal in California and Oregon that had me pretty darn chilled. <laughs> so wetsuit time then, yeah. Should be, yeah. Yeah, because that's like uh, I have a friend. Uh, well, it was my last. Uh, it took a couple of interviews ago. Bernard Lyles. Bernard uh, yeah. does uh, his triathlons yeah. in Chicago. And I know, you know, from growing up there, I know the water is warm in the summertime, sure. you know, because it's not really deep and stuff. But then wintertime also, which we are not uh, impacted, let's say, by winter too much. How'd you do over uh, the weekend? Did you guys get any, any winds here at all? You know, we oh, had a hurricane pass through. The hurricane supposedly. turned into the most beautiful day imaginable. <laughs> and we had a very nice tropical storm, warm rain that we needed. It was almost felt like lying in the rain outside but um, and then it turned into a gorgeous beautiful day so no hurricane just a really really nice yeah. weekend day yeah I, th I think uh our lady up there Mauna Kea sure. for um, and Mauna Loa for blocking uh, a lot of the stuff yeah. that we get here in fact it was windier t I went out for a run this morning it was windier today than it was the over yeah, the weekend last couple days have been pretty windy but yeah, did you get people that reach out to you from the mainland about, you know, different things that are happening here on the island events or, you know, are they been asking you questions about, well, should I come or anything like that? Not lately. Occasionally people show up and want to hear about the ocean swim scene and can they join us on our routine swims and pick up some people that way. Well, are you and Mr. Rito and those guys, do you, have they still been swimming? Rito and Aloy and Chris Downey and Bob Moss and all these people have been swimming. Yeah, yeah. social distancing, which... Yes. <laughs> when you're in the water, you're social distance anyway, right? Yeah, it kills the virus, <laughs> supposedly. But yeah, we are careful because we're all high-risk people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, most of us have asthma or something. Or age. Yeah, or age. Well, that's the famous thing is age. So what do you think... You know, reflecting back on your career, and I'm not going to say your long career, like people say, 
many, many years. What do you think was your most productive athletic, let's say, decade? For me, I'll, I'll just say that it was probably in my 40s. I think it was my 40s when I did the biggest of the events, yeah. And that was, uh, that was when you were doing Western States, uh, Vermont 100? Western States, Vermont, the uh, Paris, Brest, Paris bike thing, the Golden Circle, uh, Ironman, a couple races in New Zealand, all, all probably in my 40s. And yeah, recovery back then, did you even think about it? Uh, you know, recovering from a race? I recovered eventually. Sometimes I felt pretty crappy the next day, but yeah, I knew I was going to recover okay. And uh, as opposed to, let's say, in your 60s, uh, do you, have you consciously made a um, thoughtfully thought about, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to race today or I'm going to do this today, I'm going to take a day off or day two off? I think my body's telling me how to recover, like throw in a nap in the middle of the day. And, um, that's always delightful, quick little nap, but um, shorten the races. Yeah, my body tells me what to do. I don't have a written plan. So, and you never, if I remember correctly, you said you never really sat down like with a spreadsheet. And that was your buddy John, right? John there. did. John did all that. that. Yeah. Pick out what training program we should do. No, I've never done that. Well, what, what training program did he set you on for uh, Western States? Do you remember? Not specifically. Um, I never really did the high mileage training because I figured I could save it all for one big effort on race day and do a 30 mile training week instead of a 100 mile training week. And that worked. It worked. Yeah. Do you, do you remember, steady. you did what, six and three quarters Western States? Two and three quarters. Two, two and three quarters, I'm sorry. Two and three quarters Western States. Of the two, well, you, said, you already said the first one you, you were under 30, and then mm -hmm. the second one you were under 24 hours. Yeah. And then the third one you wisely, since you were doing, oh, the Vermont 100 the next weekend, you kind of pulled out of that. Do you remember if there was any kind of thing running through your minds? You probably weren't, weren't on the course long enough to like hallucinate or anything like that. Uh, no, I didn't hallucinate. I know people who were with me who did hear or see things, but uh, I just did they got ask, real tired in the middle of the night. Did they ask you a confirmation? Did I really see that, Jim? Uh, a couple of times, but no. Just um, try to run with somebody during the night times and maybe have a conversation or sing a song or do something to stay grounded. You know, one of my fonder memories out of the uh, uh, Rocky Raccoon uh, in Texas, which I did uh, not last year, year before last, I guess now, uh, was listening to somebody vomit oh, in, the, in the middle of the night in the distance. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of, oh, oh look, look at that. Yeah, it's probably real. Did you ever get sick during any of them? I mean, as far as nutrition-wise, or just basically you're, you ate what you felt like eating? I, I never got sick. I mean, I, I mentioned the worst feeling I had ever was at the top of Pikes Peak at 14,000 feet, but uh, as far as... GI upset or feeling sick. Do you ever get that bloat feeling that you can get sometimes when you, you know, usually I will get it if I take in too much sport drink without water? Not that I recall. I just 
fatigue and depletion are more likely than the bloat. So I don't think I did. Oh, okay, and you did have that. You mentioned too that uh, your feet trashed you on uh, the first Western states there. Um, the swelling of the feet. I mean, it's, if you're on your now, that's where I learned about sausage fingers too, where your fingers get big and fat, from hanging down on it. But I think the feet just got swollen, and I didn't loosen the shoes, so it was painful. But it wasn't blisters or sores. Have you ever done a race where it's been raining the whole race? Not long ones, no. Yeah, Hilo Marathon, you know, because Hilo will sometimes it will rain during, sure. during most of the race, you know, and stuff. I think a Hilo Triathlon one of them was rainy the whole way, but that's short. Oh, so you did it the first year, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was out there. I was the last cyclist in. Oh, good. You know, I was the guy who came across Singing Bridge and got to tell the, the workers that oh, uh, Billy Kanoi had got us. Okay, I'm that, that's it. You can that go was home. great that the mayor did that for Oh, yeah. Him and for us. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. And it was a typical, it was the perfect first year ever for a Hilo triathlon weather. Yeah. Just deluge downpours. Yeah. How was the water for you that race? Do you remember? I can't remember how it was for me. It was wonderful. <laughs> it, was, it was great. I loved it. I was, um, I did real well. So, anyway, yeah, I loved it. Yeah, because Carlin had helped me by telling me, look, the current goes this way, so you, you're going to have to swim towards the island in order to get back to shore. And it was a big push out mm -hmm. for, for a lot of people. I know you're a strong swimmer and stuff. But like, um, who was it, Deanie uh, Stern, she was doing the race and she told me, and she finished third in her age group. But she told me that she started to swim out, got discouraged, and said, screw this. Tried to swim back to the start oh, no. and couldn't. Oh, no. And so she went ahead, well, what the hell? And then went out and went ahead and swam. And I, I know a lot of our uh, Kona kids are not used to the reefs because okay. there's two reefs that you have to kind of swim through, if I remember yes. correctly. And you just probably just cruised. It went real well. I was in the... main group and I was the first swimmer out of the water and at a 70 year old of course I was wearing a wetsuit which others were too but that increases the speed a lot so do you ever is there a brand of wetsuit that you particularly like uh, I've only really tried Xterra I'm not yeah. into, don't use them very often but I think Xterra is what I've used and you've never impressed me as a, I mean I saw your bike out in the garage here and stuff but you've never impressed me as being a uh, equipment junkie not really you know it's kind of whatever you can afford and whatever yeah secondhand triathlon bike and whatever whatever fits well yeah that's true again you are how tall again six five or six and a half. Used to, used to be six five it used to be six six right now yeah, you're six I five measures six five something <laughs> So yeah, you do have to kind of be worried, or at least make that a concern. And so, you know, equipment needs to fit everybody every size. Would you give? Uh, do you? Uh, if, uh, it's like you said, you don't really recommend any particular equipment or anything. Or I love Hoka shoes currently. I yep. used to like Brooks, and now I like Hoka's. Yeah, Hoka's. I wish they would. For me, I wish they would make a wide. They do mm -hmm. in some models, because I'm now I wear ultras. 
which are nice and wide and everything. And uh, but yeah, I used uh, the best shoe that I ever had that I thought at the time was the uh, Clifton when the first Clifton oh. came out. Great shoe and stuff. And you should because you've done um, Alcatraz and stuff. You should you should hook up with Eric. You should get a sponsor. Okay. You know, put out the word to Eric and stuff. Glad to have a free pair of shoes. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, knock on wood, I get some of those every once in a while. If you were going to, like, um, tell somebody who is young, you know, like in their teens, let's say, late teens and stuff, and they were say, hey, I want to do this stuff, would you recommend that they work on a strength or would you recommend that they work on a, a weakness? Oh, tough question. Um, work on a weakness. So you'd be well-rounded and if you're... Endurance is poor, and then get out and do some longer runs. But, uh, so if you're a bad swimmer, work on your swimming. Bad swimmer, work on your swimming. Yeah. If you're a good. If you're a bad cyclist, work on your cycling right. and stuff. And I think same thing about running. Exactly. And then uh, if somebody, let's say, everybody gets injured, you know, uh, if somebody was injured, would you say to take a break as long as you can or would you say come back as soon as you can uh, i've always said do whatever you can tolerate so if you feel like you're ready to run start running a little bit sore that's that's acceptable but, uh, if it's real sore then no but i think that i think that's a, that's great a great phrase there if it's a little bit sore that's acceptable <laughs> You know, sometimes I think people push it and then I know for me personally, knowing the difference in pain helps a whole bunch. Sure. Uh, how does, how does pain affect you? Do you, uh, how do you listen to it? Um, I haven't suffered too many bad pains, thankfully. Um, but I've gotten smarter. If my back hurts, then I might not run like I did before. I'll sit down and not make it worse. Have you ever uh, uh, done something during a race? You know, like uh, rolled an ankle or anything like that? I rolled an ankle during a Honolulu Marathon once on a curb about six miles in. It was one time. Did you keep running or did you stop? Uh, I finished. Yeah, <laughs> I finished, but it was very sore for a few days afterwards. Yeah, I've fallen during the marathon and gotten bloodied a little bit. I've been bloodied at uh, Volcano Marathon a couple of times in the past. Oh, you used to do the full, right? Yeah, that was a wonderful event that uh, taken away from us. Yeah, and if, if people don't know, we used to run uh, up in Volcano National Park. And you used to have to make sure that you're real careful about wiping your shoes down and not bringing any invasive species in. And then uh, the full marathon used to go out into the rainforest, the surrounding rainforest, and, c and come back. And you still had to run up that steep... And out through the desert. Out through the desert and everything. It's a very spiritual event, but it uh, went away. Yeah, yeah, once uh, Holly and Mau Mau went off that one year, the last year that they did it, uh, the... Uh, a uh, 10 mile course was actually the best it ever was because you didn't go down into the caldera. Oh yeah. You stayed on the top 
on the rim and you actually were running through the rainforest so you had shade nice yeah which was i'm going oh, i wish they keep it with this course you know but unfortunately you know it's it's gone away you've done have you done the Hilo to volcano 50k I have, yeah. yeah both yeah. directions. Oh. I guess it's Volcano Hilo then. So, yeah, both directions. Yeah, because uh, when you did it, uh, the downhill part, what was the race called then? Was it still something different? It was a long time ago. I don't remember. Exactly. Yeah, because now Alan Ryan does the, they call it the Bird Sanctuary. Oh. And they actually do run from Volcano almost into Hilo. It's only a marathon. It's not a 50K stuff so now they just do the the 50k they just do uphill but they don't run by the bird sanctuary then, uh, despite the name they run to where the boy scout camp is you know where that is uh, no it's a it's it's once you get past uh the shopping center oh okay. uh, prince cujillo shopping center and stuff it's just a few quarter mile or so down past there and you turn in there it's a benefit for the bird sanctuary is why they call it the bird sanctuary marathon but yeah fun run downhill did you find running uphill or downhill better did it make any difference i like running uphill it's less pounding and control slower more comfortable so it's like i don't mind that down or the uphill section on the uh the run for dry forest the downhill has been <coughs> sketchy at times for me yeah, it's a little scary a little <laughs> slippery and difficult and get out of control there the only thing on that one that i i like going downhill is because it's so steep you usually fall backwards because <laughs> your feet go out from under you yeah so as you go like that if you were going to do any race in the world i don't know if i asked you last time but I, if you're going to do any race in the world is there one race that you would one or two races that you might pick out would you want to do like the uh you know, provided by the body is working and everything, the uh, six continent, six marathon. No, thing. no, it doesn't interest me. No. Usually, I just hear something really cool and I want to go do it. Like, uh, race across New Zealand. It, you know, I hadn't heard of it and then it popped up and it went off. So um, right now, I don't have any lists. Well, have you talked to John recently? I have. Uh, he hasn't uh, booked anything else himself. So um, I'd like to do another good swimming vacation. That's a comfortable lifestyle. I enjoy. Well, it'd probably be good, you know, because you got a, a brand new hip in yeah. place here, which uh, stick to swimming for a couple of years. Yeah, practice. There you go. There you go. So you're gonna you're gonna be able to swim though. They said everything was gonna be yeah. better than you better than it was before. Uh, they didn't promise that, but I'm hoping to spend a lot of time in the water. It'll help everything heal. Yeah, uh, uh, I think that takes any pressure off any of the joints and stuff, which you know uh, I I would guess that you probably have to uh, be careful about not overcompensating you know because you got one hip that's bad or have you been doing that for years actually uh the last four years i've been compensating for some hip pain and running differently <laughs> not as well and a little probably funny looking 
Oh, well, you know, I don't know about you, but at my age, I could care less what I look like, you know, when I'm running or, or swimming or anything. And uh, you're, uh, I'm trying to remember the different methodologies of swimming. Um, there was the, that people have tried to teach me how to swim better. There was the stroke where you go under yourself. And then well, the J stroke was in vogue for a while. I think that's. And one. then now it's the one where your elbows are high and you're doing this. Elbows are high and your forearms vertical from early in the stroke. Is that anything that you have consciously tried to practice, like when you're in the pool and stuff? In our masters workout at the pool, we sometimes do drills for that. It's. Uh, seems to give you more pull, but it's a big strain on your shoulders if they're not the strongest, and it's hard to do. Yeah. People who do it uh, well, uh, pretty strong people in the shoulders. Yeah, I, I found that when I tried to do uh, open ocean, you know, I always do open ocean right. stuff. When I tried to do it, you know, I went, ah, you know, these people know what they're talking about. Man, my neck just, and my shoulders are just very sore. I don't know if I was faster, probably not. And you didn't you say that you were looking forward to, there was a swim, since you are now in a new age group. Oh, yeah. You know, and what was this, the Masters uh, World Championships? There was the National Championships this year in San Antonio, and the National Championship ocean, or lakes, lake swim in um, Oregon, but those are just yearly events, so they were on my calendar for this year, but not now, obviously. Are they U.S., what would it be, U.S.A., not ETF, but that's uh, track and field. U.S.M.S., maybe? Yeah, yeah. FEMA, I think, are the world's ones. There's those, I think, next year in Japan. So that might happen too. Yeah, yeah we'll yeah. see. Yeah. And did you ever uh, have ambitions about getting into the Olympics and stuff? No, it's a whole different caliber. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I'm surprised. I'm surprised no. you. Yeah, you're such a good swimmer. No, I mean. no, no. I'm good for my age group, but totally different, different league. Well, yeah, I mean, there, there, there's, uh, I think you probably uh, would rather stay healthy and swim strong as opposed to train for an event like that where you just uh, wreck your body. You know? Swimming's for fun, not for winning something. If I win, if I lose, it's just because I'm there, it's fun. There you go. Absolutely perfect. Did you ever swim with, um, oh, he was my neighbor for a while. Um, he only won seven Olympic gold medals. Matt Biondi? Yeah, Matt. Yeah, oh, when, yeah. He, when he was on the island and stuff. Sure. He had, from the start, he'd show up at master swimming and go down his own lane and everybody would stop and watch because his stroke was so beautiful. And then he became our co-coach for a couple of years. He and Mark shared coaching and that was a real treat to have uh, multi-Olympic no. Winner. These are two guys that take maybe three strokes to get across the pool? Uh, I counted his one time, and it was maybe eight or nine as opposed to twice that for me. <laughs> yeah, I guess Matt's moved to the mainland now. Southern California. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and he's teaching again, I think. He's teaching and has a swim meet, I think, with his name on it. Oh, okay. Okay. But yeah, this is kind of the normal people that we get to sometimes recreate with. Yeah, a lot of uh, Olympic people pass through here and they still I think they're still uh, hopefully if we get our 
um, procedures down correctly. You know, hopefully we'll have some people. I understand they're trying to do a thing with Japan now, where yeah. uh, people come can, on, come on down. Okay, come on down. You know, we're safe here. You know, don't go to the mainland. You know, come here. And uh, I think hopefully that'll work out. You know, I'd like to see. Certainly, I need to see the accounting over oh, open sure. up a, a little bit and stuff. And our kids, our kikis, are going to school this weekend. Some of them. I thought they postponed that a couple of weeks. No, they're there because uh, like Bree, uh, Bree Brown, and uh, oh, everybody else I know that's a teacher. They're pretty much set up for this weekend. They're getting their materials together and stuff. Some of the schools, HPA is not till next weekend. Because our, our good friend uh, Mark is going to be doing uh, his little adventure this weekend. He postponed it sure. from last weekend because of the hurricane and stuff. So he's got this weekend. He'll be out Saturday, probably at 3, uh, doing a run from Waipio Valley up to the top of Mauna Kea. Sounds like fun. <laughs> All right. As I uh, mentioned it before in the in uh, the different programs and stuff, it's uh, Sylvia's Hawaii Island Traverse, and uh, it should be should be interesting. I think it'll have good weather and stuff. Do you ever uh, when you're uh, heading out for uh, a ride or not so much for a swim, but if you're gonna uh, you know back when you're heading out for a swim or a ride, did you ever look at the weather and just go, oh, I'm not gonna do it today? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, wind particularly discourages me for biking. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, runs can be any weather. So uh, I mean, not so what, much. Wait, as you get older, the runs even are affected by the wind. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. It's like if there's a headwind, uh, I, I don't mind a headwind on the way out. Yeah. You know, but on the way back can be a little discouraging. And has there any have been any uh, other other events that you did outside the country? You know that you traveled for that you can remember that uh, you know people might eventually get interested in. I probably mentioned the Paris Brest Paris bike ride in France. Now is that part? Of, it's not part of the tour or anything. No, it has nothing to do with the tour. It's a whole different sport where you oh yeah, yeah. run consecutively 750 miles with breaks when you want. And have to meet time standards every 50 miles or so and uh, the tourist race pace class well it's kind of it's almost like the uh the virtual races that they're having now where it's uh, you know where people are going uh on the ones that are competitive people are going you have to actually make it during this time frame and then you can continue on. It's like a last man standing nice. running race where you, you have to run four miles every hour. Yes. And But you have to run the four miles within an hour. Sure. And then you can keep going and stuff. Would they actually have stopped you if you had made the time criteria? Um, they wouldn't have. Uh, yeah. I guess they couldn't take me off the road, but they would say I'm disqualified and you you're not going to get a medal and you're not going to be a winner or a finisher officially. Uh, certainly can't take me off the road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are about 2,000 people in that event. Yikes. Just over a half finished. Oh, wow. So the out of the 1,000 people that dropped, they just, once they got, they didn't make the cutoff, they probably just said, oh, what the heck with it? Yeah, let me go find a train or let me... <laughs> 
Now, support crews. Now, have you ever used support crews that much? I mean, Madeline is your support crew and stuff now, but. Um, just, yeah, in Western states with the longer runs, you sometimes have um, people sitting at aid stations to give you a little something special or uh, escort runners are allowed at some points. And that's good. And Ultraman was always yeah. fun during the run because you could have people running with you the whole way almost. And that's, that's good fun. Now, in Western states, is it USAT rules where they're, they can't pace you, they have to be behind you, they're a safety runner? Do you remember? They're not supposed to be a mule, so they're not supposed to be carrying your stuff. Okay. As far as being ahead or behind, I'm not sure. Okay, yeah, because the one race that I, the one, um, oh, the race I did uh, in December and stuff, it was the USAT 100 mile world championships or US championships, and you could not have a pacer. You could have a safety runner uh, where they were like 20 feet behind you just to make sure that if you fell or something I like see. that and everything. Right, because too many people have used the other concept of running ahead and pulling you along. Now, I took the, I took a photo of your photo and stuff where we were finishing Western States. So who's the guy with you at the finish line there? Oh, running with me? Vernon Char. He's a attorney from Honolulu. Still in Honolulu? Do you know if he still runs and stuff? He runs. He's in his 80s and he runs slow and steady. <laughs> yeah, so, so that, that's good though. I mean, uh, do you think that um, once you get past... Or are, are your 70s to 80s... Uh, I don't know how to say this. Are they more downhill than your 60s to 70s? I know for me it's been that way. From 60 to 70, I was still fine. Everything seemed great. And once I kind of peaked over on 70, things kind of got, things didn't recover as quickly. Well, I'm sure it varies for everybody, but um, it's been okay so far. I mean, certainly the times go down in the swimming pool intervals. You well, there's a clock on you, you really see the difference. Do you ever think about when you're swimming and stuff, uh, racing yourself, you know, kind of thing in your head? No, but I sometimes think that if I'm swimming as a 70-year-old, what I could, if I could swim what I did at 50, then, geez, I'd be really fast for this age group, because <laughs> obviously everybody slows down. Yeah, I, I, I totally understand what you're saying there. It's kind of like, yeah, God, if I could only be like I was when I was yeah. 60. Yeah, oh man, I'd, I'd win my age group. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'll accept what's, what's happening with that. That's not a, yeah, I, I always... participate, that's all that counts. Yeah, I always, uh, I, I said, well, compared to the alternative, sure. you know, I'd be glad to be out here and stuff. Now, do you ever uh, stay in contact with old friends, let's say from high school or college, from Stanford or anything? Not really. One or two here and there occasionally, but no. Yeah, my friends have... It's a big separation when I came to Hawaii 50 years ago. Everybody fell by the wayside, more or less. Yeah, do you ever run into anybody that you hadn't seen maybe in 10 years, and it's all of a sudden they're in a, another race that you're doing, and then it show up? Uh, yeah, it happens. It's always a good feeling to run into somebody who remembers me and I remember them. Yeah, and, and of course, unless they're faster in your age group. <laughs> it's <laughs> like you were, you were mentioning about John you know, last time about how 
when you're running the uh, the Haleakala. yeah Haleakala and stuff. How it's like, oh, you're in my age group. Ah, okay. Right. Would if they reinstate Haleakala, do you think you'd try, try it? Uh, give me a little time to heal up, and I might. But it would, when you run uphill, it's not a big jarring sensation on your body. So I liked to go up hills. It's almost like a walk, but it, make it a fast walk and so I think about it sure now how far is uh, that run I can't remember what the distance 37 miles it is 37 so it is more than 50k and stuff and there's only one hill so only one hill only one hill and stuff it's about a quarter mile of flat to very 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 slight downhill so it's broken up one point <laughs> well it's like this weekend is supposed it would have been our Pedal to your puke, run to your route. Oh, yeah. P-Man race, which is you can either pedal up Coloco or you can run up Coloco. But since because of COVID-19, you know, obviously we're not going to be getting together yes. or anything. I suppose you could run Coloco if you wanted to by yourself or bike it and stuff. We spent an afternoon in Coloco last Sunday with some friends. And most of them had done that bike ride and either gave up or made it but yeah <laughs> they weren't they weren't aware of the phraseology run tell you ralph or that'll tell you puke did you ever get a chance to race with mr armstrong with lance and when he was on the island here uh, no but i saw him a couple of times and once i was biking along queen k at the 78 or 9 mile mark approaching the scenic lookout and some cameramen came out and started taking pictures of me and then they realized their disappointment and went away and then shortly after Lance came zipping by. <laughs> so, hi, I'm not Lance Armstrong. <laughs> I thought they were a bit confused and they were. So, I had seen them a couple of times and also uh, at Kohala Ranch, I think I saw them biking there. Yep, yeah. Uphill. Yeah, yeah. I, I am so envious of people that are good cyclists. Oh, yeah. I, I'm certainly, I'm envious of you guys that are good swimmers, great swimmers. I know I will never, no matter how many times I practice or anything I do, I never get to the level that you guys are at, but I'm happy to get in and out of the water. Yep. You know, I'm fine. But cyclists, I'm, I'm really kind of envious of. Are you envious of his interviewing skills? Because he has a podcast, you know. When he first started the, the podcast, he, he was horrible. Yeah. I mean, no offense, Lance, if you're listening, you probably aren't. But uh, the Iron Man, when they first started a podcast, they were horrible. And I had been doing a podcast since 2005, and they hadn't started until like 2010 or something like that. And they, they had horrible quality, and they were just doing, there wasn't video, it was just uh, audio sound and stuff. And I hear now he makes like $250,000 on his program via sponsors and stuff. Could be, yeah. So if any of you sponsors that <laughs> sponsor Lance Armstrong would like to sponsor the Hawaii Ultra uh, podcast broadcaster, I'd be glad to take uh, some financial support and stuff. But yeah, uh, did you see the uh, TV program that they did about him and stuff? I didn't. It was a 30 to 30. It was... Uh, 
funny for me because I knew exactly where he was. I lived in Aspen for 25 years. I knew him when he was in Aspen. Ah, and the street he was running down, I know where that is and stuff. And then they showed a brief shot of him at Honu. Ah, yes. You know, just... He passed me there too because... So you have raced Lance. I guess I did race him because I was in an earlier heat maybe. But I do recall him, I was already on the bike and he came zipping by in the first mile or two of the bike. So my heat must have started earlier. <laughs> and if you remember correctly, that year it was windy. Yeah. And stuff. And, and he set the record, which still holds. Yeah, it was astonishing really to see him, uh, you know, because I was race directing at the time and uh, aid station directing. And uh, to see him on the bike with the motorcycle support teams wiggling in the wind and yeah. he was straight as an arrow. <laughs> and he's strong. And then the same same thing when he was running, he was just a machine because I, I you know, was down at uh, Hell's Kitchen uh, on the run course and stuff and I saw him running down there. It was just like, did you try and draft off of him? <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't have a chance. He was by awfully quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he yeah. was second one by, but he quickly became first. Who in your age group uh, have you competed with? I know I just mentioned David Rito's name briefly and stuff, but do you remember anybody, any guys that you competed with on a regular basis, like in triathlons? Oh, it's all different. For in eras and my 50s i used to compete a lot with roger Klundahl from honolulu in my 60s and 70s it's been jim mccleary from kona a real gentleman and excellent swimmer uh, david rito and bob Lobson over the years uh, and then john john's out there uh, uh, i always forget john's last name he's a couple of, he's a doctor too duh drawing a blank right now part of the old age syndrome oh my. stuff yeah it's like but yeah so i'm the doctor but you, i i mean i know that because of the way you race and stuff you're not in the same area as i am but we all end up kind of in the same area right. you know us over 60 over 70 year old guys and i i can still i'm astonished that i can still be envious of people even though I know my own capabilities it's like gee I wish I could swim like him it's like yeah. you know it kind of is what it is you know there's always somebody faster and somebody richer and somebody better looking so just accept what is there well I don't think there's anybody better looking than us to oh, be honest <laughs> certainly <laughs> you you look you have hair you're able to grow your hair out and stuff you you're what two weeks out of surgery yeah you look great. Thanks. I mean, you look like you're all healthy and everything. Yes. And uh, mentally, you still seem uh, to be on top of things. Uh, pulling myself into believing that. Yeah. <laughs> Was there anything that uh, in those uh, you know long hours that you had to do in ER and stuff? Were when you were doing those hours as a doctor and everything? I'm assuming you focus strictly on, well, I got, here's my patient in front of me, but was there ever those thoughts about after finishing, let's say a long session, well, this was harder than a marathon or this was harder than, you know, anything else I've ever done. No, I never compared the two sports versus job. Some days at work were harder than others, but uh, 
never brought to mind sports. And I would love, I, my schedule allowed me sometimes to do sports before a shift or after, but they didn't merge in any way. Did you uh, ever use, a sh um, well, I, I, we all have to some degree, used uh, like a sh uh, doing a sport after, you know, shift, use that for stress reduction? Um, not specifically to reduce, I think I'd be more stressed if I didn't have sports and it just conveniently fit in here or there, but not a bad day in the year. I said, I better go out and run 10 miles to cure myself, but um, the sports fit in where they could. But yeah, they are therapeutic, sure. <laughs> yeah, oh, good, good. Yeah, somebody had mentioned too about like uh, professional sports are starting to come back. Right. And uh, they had actually said though um, that uh, sports are the reward for a healthy society, not the other way around. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't, get it, you don't get a healthy society because of sports. Well, we'll soon find out as these leagues begin whether you cure the society. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's, you know, that's important nowadays and stuff. But I was still encouraged, I encourage everybody when I do my little, uh, I do a little video when I turn around up on uh, the road there and I run, I just say everybody stay active, stay healthy, stay responsible, you know, and show aloha. So as kind of a wrap up, is there any kind of message advice you want to give people, whether it's about sports, about health, about Hawaii, about you? I just hope everybody stays active and healthy and uh, doesn't make excuses about being active and, and gets joy out of being active and uh, active lifestyle leads to good friendships and good memories and longevity and healthiness. Mahalo to Jim uh, for taking the time out to talk to us. He's had a great Great career, still got a lot of career ahead of him, even at 75. So uh, an inspiration, certainly. Uh, but thanks uh, for him to give his time. And thanks for watching or, watching or listening. You can catch us on YouTube. You can subscribe to our channel there. You can go to our uh, homepage, which is hawaiiultra.com. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and anywhere uh, podcasts are. So again, hope everybody's having a great August. We're starting August now and uh, still thinking about Tommy Ribs and uh, what he's going through right now. So shout out to Tommy too and aloha.